You are listening to a Hippily Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 733 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hey guys! I hope you like guys like that long segment on um, historic colonial yeah, Williamsburg. Yeah, that was pretty good. I liked it. It was a fun episode. And I've got so many more stories to tell. So guess what we're doing this week on Shorts? What? <laughs> <laughs> This is a story that I almost put this on that one, and but I didn't, so it's going on this first short. This is about a slave named Jim. That's weird. Well, he had a name. I don't even know why now I this, think that's weird. This is actually from Carter's Grove, which is in the same vicinity. Vicinity. Vicinity, folks. Thank you. You're welcome, Doc. It's in the same vicinity. My lips are all sticking together. Y'all like glue I eat. Anyways, <laughs> so throughout the years, Williamsburg has actually taken on many faces. And during the exciting colonial area, the town was filled with the privileged as well as the enslaved. Only two of the 5% of Virginia's white population could actually afford to live as Williamsburg's leading citizens did during that time. So throughout the rest of the colony, people generally lived in one-room dwellings that had dirt floors. Slaves, who accounted for about half of the population in the capital city at the time, actually lived lifestyles dramatically different than their owners, which you would expect. Yeah. A slave's work day was often 14 hours long, began at sunrise, and ended when darkness fell. The work week for many slaves concluded on Saturday night and then started again early Monday morning. Bless your hearts. Many slaves lived in shacks while the others filled overcrowded outbuildings in the back of their master's property. Since slave marriages were not considered legal and owners were free to sell their human property at any time, slave families were often torn apart. If money became tight for people of the colony, they rented their slaves out, which split up even more slave families. Unfortunately, this happened to two slaves named Jim and Betty and their three children who lived and worked on the James River. In 1765, Jim's services were rented out to work in a gardens of Williamsburg's most elegant building, the Governor's Palace. He was forced to leave his family he loved so dearly. Although he missed them greatly, Jim found the inner strength to toil tirelessly in the soil from sunup to sundown. He was able to continue on and because he knew that late on Saturday night, when he was off work, he would be permitted to leave the grounds to be with his family on Sunday. After a long week's work, Jim walked the eight miles to Carter's Grove following the curves of the present-day Old Country Road in total darkness. Oh my gosh, how scary. All during his labor-filled days, Jim could think of nothing but visiting Betty and his three children. Every Saturday night, the walk was difficult, but it seemed to get easier as he got closer to his loved ones. Jim's excitement grew with every footstep. He didn't mind the journey as long as his family would be soon by his side. One rainy Saturday night, when Jim arrived at Carter's Grove, he found that Betty and his children had been rented out sometime during the week. No one could tell him exactly where they had gone. Jim's heart sank. He wondered how he could go on without his loving family. From then on, Jim spent every free moment he had looking for his lost family. Unfortunately, wherever he went, no one could or would help him. Jim died a sad and lonely man without love to comfort him on cold winter nights. 
Nevertheless, it seems Jim's obsession with finding his loved ones had remained long after his death. Some Saturday evenings, his tired spirit can still be seen walking the lonely road between Williamsburg and Carter's Grove. Soon after Carter's Grove was opened to visitors in the 1970s, an employee working on the grounds claimed that he came face to face with the spirit of Jim. Tom Reynolds said, I was bringing hay to the horses late one Saturday afternoon after the plantation was closed to visitors. The particular field that he was working on was next to the Old Country Road leading to Williamsburg. I was thinking how peaceful the evening seemed when I saw a man walk out of the woods. He looked sad and tired. I felt sorry for him and I wanted to see if there was anything I could do to help. I figured his car must have broken down and there weren't any houses or buildings for the entire eight miles of road. He probably would welcome some assistance. I called out to him, but he just kept walking as if he didn't hear me. His clothing looked odd and dirty and his skin was dark and pitted. When he finally noticed me, he turned and slowly walked back towards the woods. I was distracted for just a second, but when I looked up, he was gone. I knew he didn't have time to reach the woods, and there wasn't anywhere for him to hide in the open field. About a week later, I overheard one of my co-workers talking about the ghost of a slave who had been walking through the grounds of the plantation. They said he died of a broken heart. I knew at that moment that I had seen the ghost of that poor slave. No one will ever convince me otherwise. Jim was also seen in the spring of 1997 by Paul Klein and his family from Vancouver, Canada. Paul reported, We were driving the old country road to Williamsburg from Carter's Grove when we saw a man walking in the middle of the street. I thought he worked at the plantation because his clothing was the same as the actors at the slave quarter. He wouldn't move, so I rolled down my windows and called to him. He ignored me. His head was bowed as if the weight of the world was on his shoulder. He seemed to be oblivious to what was going on around him. I called out one more time and finally got a response. He slowly strode to the other side of the road, never taking his eyes off the ground. As we passed him, I glanced over my shoulder to get one last look at the strange person, but he was nowhere in sight. It was like he was never there to begin with. Sadly, it seems time has done nothing to heal the heartsick and soul of that of the slave named Jim. 200 years have passed, yet he continues to follow the curses of the old country road, convinced that one day he will find his long-lost family. Oh, I love you, Jim. I'm so sorry. That's the saddest story ever. God love him. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the story, and I hope that Jim eventually finds what he's looking for. Me too. All right, guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, bye, guys. Hey, guys, if you like what you just heard... We do six of those small bonus episodes every single week. We also do two full-length bonus episodes every month. We do a listener stories episode and then a story that's just like the ones you would typically hear on the regular feed. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com and look up Hillbilly Horror Stories or go to hillbillyhorrorstories.com and there's a direct link right there. Thank you guys so much for what you do for us.